Kyle, we're not going to do that. It just doesn't seem right. Booing Joe Biden seems a lot like rooting against somebody at the Special Olympics. It's not the right thing to do. You got to kind of just give him a hug at the end and be like, way to give it your all. Boy, is he out there. And I feel like the media is finally turning on him. Liberal media. Darby cast, Wild Card Friday. Let's get the formalities out of the way. If you're new to the show, leave. Get out. This is not okay. What this wonderful community of stalwart sturdy-spirited people listen to. It's not for everybody, especially cowards. Cowards can't stand the Darby cast. It's like one of the last things they can really handle. There are a lot of cowards out there, and they can handle a lot, but i tell you what they can't handle. The truth. They can't. But I want to use this Wild Card Friday. I want to utilize it to talk about inspiration. Because I've seen some inspiring figures that have maybe not realized how deep an impact they had on me. Deep impact. Remember that movie, Kyle? Is that Tobey Maguire or Elijah Wood? Does it matter? Is another question. There have been individuals that I've come across in this past year and a half and they have been no less than Nas to my Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, so to speak. Let me tell you about some inspirational figures who were not wearing masks. And I can almost guarantee that they turned down the for the if you catch my drift. You know, the two groups that are consistently not super fired up on taking the or any of the four is the barely literate and then PhDs. They're the most resistant groups. And newsflash, you're a Darby cast doctor, so there you are. But sometimes the inspiration that you get as a doctor doesn't come from your peers, comes from a dope. Or maybe somebody who you think is like listening to audiobooks, not because they want to, but because they have to. Words on a page, not really their speed. Let me tell you about a guy that I saw the other day who was one of these inspirational figures. And I just got the sense that his name was Jimbo. And there's no way that I was incorrect in that. You ever just look at somebody and you know their name? You ever had that happen to you? Often, like I do, like I have. So Jimbo, I'm out on a walk and I'm just taking my time with a San Pellegrino. Because good things take time, right? Getting to the bottom of a San Pellegrino, don't really want to rush the process. But as I'm walking, I see this fat guy on a skateboard. He was in his late 40s. Either that or like he's just aged super poorly. 
but he was wearing a couple of items that were indicative of some sort of time perception disorder. He was wearing a Volcom jersey that may have only been popular from 2002 to 2006, but he kept it. He was wearing Hawaiian print flower board shorts that had a very brief window of like 93 to 97. Jimbo had a time disorder, but I admired it. Jimbo was also wearing oversized headphones. Are you seeing this individual? Because the description of him is only going to get deeper and more powerful. So if you're having trouble dealing with how deliberately this guy was making a statement, just turn the podcast off, find your nearest bridge, and go bungee jumping without a bungee cord. Because it's all downhill from here if you can't appreciate a fat guy in his mid-40s. Overpriced headphones. Apple AirPods Max. Did anyone buy those? What was Jimbo thinking? I'll tell you what. I knew immediately. Looking at his scattered fashion sense, I knew that his mission, his why behind the what, was very much draw attention to myself so I can make a humongous impact on whoever's eye I happen to catch. And I think a guy like Jimbo catches more eyes than most people would be comfortable with. But he doesn't shy away from the spotlight. What was he listening to in those headphones? An audiobook. Of course. Was it the Unabomber Manifesto? Or was it Peter Rabbit? Or was it something else? Who knows, right? But Jimbo was definitely listening to an audiobook. What else was he doing? He was bombing down a hill on a Sector 9 longboard. So courageous. He has heard that skateboarding stops at 14, and then if it doesn't, a psychologist should probably be consulted and say, why is Jimmy still doing this? But I could tell that this guy had not been skating for his whole life. The skateboard was brand new, and his skills looked pretty brand new as well. Some of you are asking right now, hey, where's the inspiration? And like I told you earlier about that San Pellegrino, amazing things take time. I have to set the stage. We can't just jump right in there. That little Jimbo4play.com. He was wearing Stance socks. I like that company. I like their socks. He was wearing Vans. Totally inappropriate for an adult. Almost more inappropriate than skateboarding itself. But he did it anyway. And that speaks volumes about stepping to the beat of your own proverbial drum. Jimbo, was that guy Henry David Thoreau reincarnated? I don't know, you tell me. But here's where the inspiration really gets going. Jimbo's got his Sector 9 skateboard and he is bombing down a hill while listening to Call of the Wild, Jack London. That's it, right? That just makes the most sense. Kyle, right? Just go live in the woods. Do things right. But he's going down a huge hill. Let me tell you a little bit more about Jimbo's physique before we really get into this. It's like 6'4 and super top heavy. Above the waist, probably three times as much mass as below the waist. We've seen that body type. 
We've all seen it. Nobody who listens to the Darby cast has the slightest clue of how to achieve that because everybody's hitting legs twice a week. Sturdy quads, right? Jimbo did not have these. But the greater the disadvantage, the more impressive the achievement. We know this. So Jimbo's bombing down this hill on this clean Sector 9 skateboard, wearing his headphones, educating himself on wolves and having a relationship with wolves. So important. And this hill is very long and it's steep. And so I'm seeing this 47-year-old guy pick up speed very quickly. And he starts to get the speed wobbles. You remember your childhood and when you were younger than 14 and you rode a skateboard a little too fast and all of a sudden you found out that your trucks were a little loose, the ball bearings were a little too greased and you were going faster than you appreciated. That's a situation Jimbo found himself in real quick, about halfway down the hill. Got the speed wobbles and what did he do? He bailed into the grass, which was alongside this path that he was skating down. Oh, and he tumbled. He tumbled. He put some grass stains on those board shorts. I think those were HIC brand, Hawaiian Island Creations. Little hick, brah. He really took a spill, and it seemed serious. I haven't fallen down like that in years. I can't tell you the last time I really took a concerning fall to the point where other people would look at me and maybe approach me and be like, do you need anything from me? I wanted to do that for Jimbo. I saw this guy and I was like, you are hurt. Use some common sense, man. But before I took more than 10 steps in his direction, he was about 150 feet away from me. Before I took more than 10 steps in his direction, he was back on his feet. Where's the inspiration? Hello. Right there. So I go back to hanging out with Kyle and his dog. Really good time. Nothing lifts your spirits like a dog. But no more than five minutes later, I see the top of the hill. Jimbo. I see him. And he has this determined look on his face. As if skating down this hill had more spiritual significance than just about anything that's ever happened to him. And he might not have been wrong. Our spiritual journeys can take odd twists and turns. And who am I to say what's right and what's not? So Jimbo, 47-year-old top-heavy individual wearing Hawaiian print pants and a Volcom jersey that was totally inappropriate for any situation, there he was. And he gave it another shot. And I looked at him and I muttered under my breath, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. I figured he was a 9-11 truther and I just wanted to kind of connect those dots for him in my own mind as a courtesy to the world. You see how that works. So Jimbo's back at and he's picking up speed. Sure enough, he did not tighten his trucks. I don't think he had a wrench on him. But he was picking up so much speed and then exact same 
scenario played out before my very eyes, before Kyle's very eyes. Kyle, you remember what you said to me? He said, this guy reminds me of Joe Biden in a way. And you remember what I said to you? That's right. I said, fuck you. Let him play. And I want you to remember that forever, Kyle. I humiliated you out of love, okay? So this guy was going so fast, he got the speed wobbles, and then he bailed into the grass again, and he did about 15 more tumbles than he did the time prior because he was going faster, and he waited a little bit longer to jump off the board. He had grass stuck in his hair. His hat flew off. His headphones got rocked. And I figured, wow, now's the appropriate time for me to approach this guy and be like, what's really going on? Is this even about this hill? Is this, there's so many confusing things happening right now. Might be a little above my pay grade to analyze this, but it's still really important. I can just tell. Sure enough, same deal as last time. He pops up, dusts himself off and charges back up the hill. And at this point, I was left with few other conclusions than turning to Kyle and saying, USA, USA. And Kyle, you didn't pick up where I wanted to lead you. And that was really disappointing. I'm not trying to lay into you right now, Kyle. I just want to tell you how you came off. Jimbo makes it back to the top of the hill. And that's when I took out my phone to film because I knew this time wasn't going to be okay at all. And I got great footage of what happened. Kyle, you got some pretty okay footage. Your phone sucks, though, if we're being honest. Your camera work was on point, but your phone sucks. Third time down the hill, Jimbo is going faster than either two times. The wind is blowing his goatee in a way that I imagine was not comfortable nor uncomfortable, but maybe it was startling. And I think a lot of us have been there. Blustery day, high gusts, facial hair. Takes a couple hits, but unlike us, at a time like that, Jimbo put himself in this position. You didn't have to do it. Sometimes you just got to deal with whatever wind hits your facial hair, metaphorically, but not Jimbo. He leaned into it. You probably read that book, Lean In, check that, listen to it on audiobook, and drew conclusions that were not meant to be drawn. Why? Because they were too powerful, if applied, while skating. That's esoteric Gnosticism. That's finding out truths of the universe that the establishment wants to keep away from you. So Jimbo's going incredibly fast down this hill. He is a wrecking ball of inspiration, because that's what this episode's about. And as Kyle and I are filming this poetry in motion, we see that the speed wobbles have unsurprisingly kicked in again on this skateboard. 
And this time Jimbo didn't bail. He tried to regain control. And I admired that so much that I was like, even in the face of adversity, when you know that the game is rigged, you said, whatever. I hate Fauci. Masks don't work. The vaccine seems ineffective at best and deeply troubling at worst. That's Jimbo's line of thinking. As maybe he turns to a different audio book. The Scarlet Letter. Jimbo was very upset when the Scarlet Letter was removed from his children's classroom because he's like, I ain't raising no whore. Jimbo has daughters. You just kind of get that sense. But he tried to ride out the speed wobbles. What a metaphor for disobeying Fauci and Gavin Newsom all at the same time. What a metaphor for looking at Joe Biden and saying, your instability is our instability and I'm going to try to deal with it. There was so much packed into this brief skateboard downhill session. Sector 9, good brand, from what I recall when I was 12. As a Darby Cast doctor, right now, I'm imagining that your diagnosis that you're delivering to Jimbo in your head is inspirationitis. He's got serious inflammation as it relates to inspiration. It's flaring up, and I can't argue with that. That's dead on. Jimbo hates 5G technology. He's not having it. Jimbo has dial-up and uses AOL Instant Messenger. And his username is PukashellPussyCrusher123. Does he have a time disorder or do a lot of other people? That's the big question. You look at an inspirational figure with quasi-religious significance like Jimbo, you say, does he have it so dead on that our limited capacity can't even appreciate it? That's the question that arose in my mind as I know it's bubbling to the surface in yours. How could it not? He wasn't out there by accident. He wasn't dressed like that just because. There was a method behind his madness. You think he had some ulterior motive? Kyle, do you think he was CIA? Bullshit. Kyle, that guy was not that way. Don't put that out there. Don't poison the well. Kyle, you have not been on point today or this whole past week. And I'm just going to keep calling you out. Because that's what friends do when their other friends are blowing it. Missing the point. Jimbo was going so fast. The speed wobble was unlike anything I had ever seen before. His level of focus, though, I've never even seen something like that in the X Games. But a lot of you want to know what the hell happened to this guy. He fell. He fell so hard. He scraped up his elbows, his knees, his shoulders, and his hands. But what did he do? He got back up walked it off as if nothing had happened. He threw a shaka at me and Kyle. Okay, Kyle, yeah, you're part of it. But wow is 
the only conclusion I can draw from that. I shared this story with a personal friend of mine. Great guy in his 50s. I was explaining to him just how inspired I felt. And he said to me, well, that's because you saw yourself in Jimbo's shoes. You've got a big heart. He continued and kind of crushed my spirit by revealing another angle to Jimbo and what's potentially going on with him. He said to me, my friend, he said, you're seeing him as somebody who was getting up and trying And I see somebody who is deliberately trying to hurt himself just to feel something. And I was blown away by that. I paused for a second and I asked myself, could that be? Could a middle-aged guy skateboarding, wearing a jersey and Hawaiian print board shorts, not have everything together? That was a different take. A take that I didn't want to entertain My buddy picked up on the fact that I didn't want to go there. And he said, do you think his daughters are buying into his program? And of course, my gut reaction was, hell yeah, coolest dad on the planet. But I took a couple moments and I thought, they're probably on TikTok trying to figure out what the next upside down satanic twerking dance is and how they can have casual sex and that was concerning a lot of you right now are thinking wow these are really extreme thoughts going from feeling entirely inspired to being totally crushed by what this guy's reality might be but both of those things exist in each of us right the desire to look for good even in a reality that might be not so pleasant Fuck you, Fauci.com. What am I getting at here? Is that I choose to be inspired? Sure, there's a lot of lanes open to look at a guy like Jimbo and be like, get out. You're blowing it, man. But there's also those subtle messages of extreme inspiration and positivity that exist in situations that maybe on the surface you're seeing is, what are you doing? You peel back a couple layers, like I did, and you say, what can I take from this and bring into other interactions? What about a synthesis of the two things, of extreme inspiration and an attitude that says, who cares about government at all or big tech? Jimbo can't stand Mark Zuckerberg. He has a dartboard at his house with Zuck's face on it. And that's both concerning and uplifting, half empty, half full. But what's the synthesis between Jimbo having a really rough go of it and deliberately trying to hurt himself by attempting something that he knew wasn't ever going to really happen in an appropriate way versus extreme inspiration? Maybe he was bumming hard And he needed to keep dusting himself off and putting himself out there. Because deep down he knows the moment he stops trying is the moment he might as well burn his skateboard. The skateboard that is his soul. Right? I don't condone skimboarding. Let's just kind of pivot for a second. Jimbo has probably skimboarded 
in the past year. I don't like that at all. Not just for him, but for anybody. Skimboarding is so wrong. And you know it. You've seen people skimboarding, and it's just an accident waiting to happen. Those are the people who are really reckless. And they're on their last leg, because you don't pick up a skimboard if everything's going great. People who go skimboarding know the risks involved, and they're really trying to hurt themselves. And so if you know a problem skimboarder, you talk to them, and maybe you talk to their family and say, I saw Xander at the beach wearing a rash guard. And that was the first red flag, second red flag. He was skimboarding. I think he was trying to take his own life, is what I'm saying. Did this just become a mental health episode? Perhaps. What are the signs to look for in somebody who's struggling, who needs the inspiration, who needs the Darby cast on any given day? I don't even know if we need to go into that because you already know. If you're a Darby cast doctor, you've listened to more than. Eh, four episodes of the Darby cast, you've probably deepened your perception of emotional intuition and you've probably saved someone's life this past year or maybe even this past week. You've gone up to somebody and you said, I noticed there's a skim board in your garage. Don't do whatever it is you're thinking about doing. What's the message behind this? podcast, at least this episode, look for ways to help people. Find inspiring messages and themes and symbolism everywhere. Bring it to other people. The tides are turning. Darbycast doctors, liberal media is about to throw a lot of people under the bus that they've been championing the past year or so. Fauci is going to get roasted. So is Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, probably also thrown it under the bus. Maybe, maybe not. A lot of people are going to get sacrificed on the altar of political correctness and the new religion, you know, science. So what does that mean? That's right. Plentiful psychological meltdowns coming out of people who put their faith and trust in all of the wrong people and all the wrong things. So what does that mean for educated doctors and the opposite side of that, people who listen to audiobooks, not because they want to, but because they have to. All of us need to get really inspired because whatever's coming next, whatever that looks like, there's going to be a lot of people falling off their skateboards. And some of those people are not doing this to put on a show. They're doing it because they want to die and they've lost faith in themselves. And they've lost faith in their dementia-addled leader. Pied Piper Kitty Litter WW1 Backswing T-Ball Obama 1785. That's a Joe Biden quote. That's it. Some of you are saying, no, that couldn't be. I'm telling you, is it that far off from what the guy's putting out there? No knock on him. All things considered, Guy's doing his absolute best. Find little pieces of inspiration anywhere you can. Share it with the people who need it. And also anticipate that a lot of people are going to be feeling really let down when the liberal media shifts their entire narrative and then finally discloses random pieces of truth and being like, 
yeah, Joe Biden's not doing well. Or, yeah, you're going to need a booster shot because it's part of our plan and not yours. All our borders are open and we're letting in people from everywhere that are probably bringing diseases. There will be the monumental shift where all of a sudden people who are dialed in in a big way finally figure it out because you, an inspirational figure, gave them the space to thrive in their madness. And you said, I'm proud of you. And they hadn't heard that in a long time. You're going to help a lot of people out. You already have this year. Boy, is this a sloppy conclusion to this podcast. Or is it? But as the tides turn, and some people are skating ironically, and others are skating unironically, maybe skimboarding, so dangerous, so reckless, so concerning. Give people hugs. That's one thing I missed. With Jimbo, I didn't give him a hug. Then I would have known what was really going on. Get one-on-one time with this guy and say, I've got an extra sand pelly. You want to open up? Are you doing this because you're amazing and radical? Or does your heart hurt because you don't know how to reach your children anymore? Because they're plugged into some hive mind where the only things that matter are Fortnite and porn and maybe yoga pants. That's kind of the deep takeaway of this. Deepen your perceptions. Consider the possibilities. Don't make too many assumptions. But go into it, ready for positivity. But go out there and be willing to be helped, but also to give help. Boom, that's it. Darby Gas, Wildcard Friday.